the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Everybody, it's another Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. Hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl. Uh, if you're listening to this on uh, Sunday night, hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl and uh, the Chiefs and the Eagles, uh, the commercials, the halftime show, all of that uh, that good stuff that takes place uh, during the Super Bowl. That's a little NFL music because uh, for those of you who don't remember, if you're of a certain age, you would. Um, NFL Films, before it became the NFL Network and the league bought it and et cetera, et cetera, NFL Films used to put together a package every week uh, of football highlights. And they would have a full orchestra doing the music behind it. And then you'd have the voice of God, as we like to call him, John Facenda, who would, um, you know, read these poetic um, descriptions of what happened during a play and um, or what happened during a game or a particular player or a Super Bowl event or whatever it was. Um, and then I think it was Harry Callis who took over afterwards after John Facenda passed away. Um, so, you know, for us, it's a time machine. Anyway, uh, NFL Music years ago came out with a leather bound, it was a football leather bound uh, CD collection of all of this NFL music. And the folks that had put it together were nice enough to send it to me. Um, the thing was like $150. It was a lot of money. And uh, they sent me the whole thing um, to, uh, you know, to talk about and promote, et cetera, et cetera. So there you go. A little NFL music there. Uh, hope you enjoyed that. Anyway, um, we've got a great show for you tonight. Uh, a craft beer guest that's going to join me a little bit later this hour. You can follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T T. U-double-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. iTunes and Google Podcasts. You do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find the shows there. Ditto on Odyssey, iHeartRadio, uh, and everywhere else. And, of course, the Hopped Up Network. Head over to the HoppedUpNetwork.com uh, Monday mornings um, right after the show ends, about five or six minutes after the show ends. You'll get the podcast version of the show, and you can download and listen to it whenever you want. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, Basil Lee, he's the co-founder of Finback Brewing. He's going to join me. Whale-watching 2023 tickets are on sale now. We'll talk about that more coming up in just a moment. If you're looking for something cool to do in the great state of Rhode Island uh, during the summer, now or actually spring, late spring, now's your chance. We'll chat about that and a lot more coming up in just about 20 minutes uh, from now. And um, let's dive right into that. So 
Um, uh, from the press release, it's time to catch a glimpse and a taste of the best in the beer world, Finback Brewery. Excited to announce the second whale-watching festival that will take place along the beautiful Blackstone River in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, Saturday, May 20th, 2023. Attendees can expect an incredible lineup of more than 60 breweries ready to offer a pours of their finest. And fear of missing out inducing est as well as whale sightings timed releases, magnum pours, and rare bottles to share, new merchandise, several of New England's best food trucks, and more unique fun. Now, the general admission ticket is $89. You get unlimited samples and a collectible whale-watching 2023 sample glass. The all-access ticket is $179. You get early entry at 12.30 p.m. Uh, access to exclusive all-access area featuring samples of rare beers from Finback and more. Two bottles of Barrel-Aged Stout exclusive to Whale Watching 2023 Festival, the official Whale Watching 2023 shirt, and a specialty all-access glass, which is really cool. Um, 60 national and international brewers. The full list is coming soon. Food vendors are coming soon. They're putting this all together. You can follow uh, Finback Brewery on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for all additional Whale Watching announcements. Just head over to eventbrite.com, do a search for Whale Watching for all of the ticket information. So that's cool. So we'll talk to Basil about that and some other stuff from Finback coming up uh, in a little bit. Now, you've heard me talk about um, Firestone Walker Brewery uh, before. They make great beer. And I think the thing that I like about Firestone Walker the most is they are not in every single market in the country. They are selective as to where they go. Their beers are amazing, especially their barrel-aged stuff, their stouts, it is unbelievable what they do um, in terms of, of, you know, beers that are ABV of, you know, 10 and up. Their IPAs are good. Um, a lot of the stuff that they do is very good. It's very rare that I have a bad beer from Firestone Walker. Now, they've had some changes in the new year, inflation and other stuff. Uh, my good buddy, who uh, Garrett, who was uh, their East Coast rep for a long time, uh, was laid off. Uh, they've, they've sort of consolidated their sales a little bit. Um, more in-house than anything else. Although, if I'm not mistaken, I think Garrett was working directly for Firestone Walker and not for a distributor. But anyway, um, Adam Firestone, David Walker, uh, founded the brewery in 1996. Um, It is really an iconic California beer company. They're based out of Paso Robles. They've not moved their operations. And Paso Robles is sort of in the, I don't want to say the desert, but it's sort of not really near... Any big cities. The closest would be San Francisco, San Jose, sort of. Um, but even that is a couple of hour drive. So, the, you know, the, and yes, they have other, you know, a couple little places, Bullington, they have uh, uh, Paso Robles, they have uh, Long Beach, um, you know, but, but really they center a lot of their stuff around Paso Robles. And they make a, amazing stuff, like I said. So, um, their big event is the Firestone Walker Invitational. It takes place Saturday, June 3rd. And from what I've heard and what I've read, it is probably the finest brewery-sponsored craft beer festival in the country. Others would argue, but this is unbelievable. They have 50 breweries that come there, guest breweries, and every one of them has to be outstanding. They don't put, you know, sort of a mediocre brewery uh, in the mix. Um, every one of them is fantastic. So they are holding a sweepstakes right now. It's a four-day, three-night trip for two to visit their breweries in Venice, Bullington, and Paso Robles. It's an opportunity to hang out with Firestone Walker co-founders David Walker and brewmaster Matt Brindelson, plus two tickets to the Firestone Walker Invitational Beer Festival. 
Now, you can get in on the sweepstakes before April 30th. Uh, just go to firestonebeer.com, do a search for the contest. If you want to buy tickets to the event, uh, they the actual tickets go on sale Friday, February 17th at 1 p.m. Eastern. They do sell out quickly. Um I entered the contest. Unfortunately, if I win, I can't go because that's the same weekend as the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival, and I'm already committed to that. Uh, but this is something that one of these years I, I may have to do uh, and, and you know get the tickets and take the, take the road trip out there because I've always wanted to go there, and I've not had the opportunity to do so. So um, it would be pretty cool to go, to go to Firestone Walker, to the actual brewery, and check things out. Uh, and, and I'm sure that there are other beers, breweries around there that the beers are good. So who knows? Now, keeping it in California, in December of 2019, uh, a virtual unknown Chicago entity, Kings and Convicts Brewing, um, bought Ballast Point from Constellation Brands, right? In a deal that really benefited Kings and Convicts but m- more than it did for Constellation, because Constellation bought Ballast Point for a billion dollars, right? So um, in January of 2022, they purchased a 50,000-square-foot Miramar production brewery and a 1,200-square-foot Lucadia tasting room that was previously operated by St. Archer Brewing from Molson Coors. But now Kings and Convicts back in the news again, and this courtesy of a great website, San Diego Beer News. You can follow them on Facebook. Uh, they do a tremendous job of covering the San Diego beer scene. So about a week and a half ago, the company shuttered its Lucadia satellite, and shortly thereafter, the co-founders uh, of Kings and Convicts announced that they're exploring options for exiting the Miramar Brewery once their lease expires in the coming months, at which point they intend to shift production of Kings and Convicts core beers to Ballast Point's headquarters less than a mile away. The lineup includes World Beer Cup bronze medal winner Hazy IPA Haze in the Park, Kings and Convicts IPA, and Legion Lager, which was produced in collaboration with Major League Rugby team the San Diego Legion. Um, the ba- kitchen-equipped Ballast Point venues include its Miramar Mothership, Locations in Little Italy, Long Beach, and Anaheim. And they're going to be opening up a, uh, a brewery restaurant in San Francisco. The 12,000-square-foot location installed at the base of the Icona Labs building in Mission Bay. That's two blocks from where the Golden State Warriors play. It's less than a mile from where the Giants play at Oracle Park. Tap room will be equipped with 46 taps, dispensing a multitude of Ballast Point beers. They'll have small batch creations from an on-site three-barrel research and development brew house. Beers from local guest breweries will be available as long as, as well as a full wine list. The location is going to host in San Francisco a pre-grand opening, Raise the Mass celebration as part of San Francisco Beer Week. That kicks off Thursday, February 16th, uh, before the official public debut on Tuesday, February 21st at 4 p.m. local time. The SFBW event is open to the public, and attendees can RSVP uh, via Eventbrite. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool. And, you know, I didn't even know that San Francisco has a beer week, which is kind of weird in February. You'd think February for a beer week. Then again, New York has theirs in, um, in February as well. Which, speaking of which, and uh, we, we have to head to a break, but, but speaking of which, the New York City Beer Week, uh, which is taking place Saturday, February 25th, you can get your tickets now, nycbrewed.com. Uh, it'll be held over at Industry City. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic event. But I really hope, um, Ann Riley and I talked off mic um, afterwards, and I really hope that um, the Brewers Guild and the Restaurant Guild get together and sort of combine their efforts, because Restaurant Week ends about a week and a half before uh, the Brewery Week kicks off, and it'd be really cool if they could blend that together, because I really think that that would benefit both groups. You'd get a lot more people. Just saying. It's just an idea. 
We'll see what happens. When we come back after a short break, it's more news and notes from around the beer world. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. I could listen to these guys all day long. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer when the curtain falls from Greta Van Fleet and their Anthem of the Peaceful Army uh, CD. These guys will be in Asbury Park come September at the See Here Now Festival. What a lineup. Foo Fighters on Sunday. Uh, what is the Saturday? The Saturday session sounds amazing. Uh, it's the Killers, Greta Van Fleet, uh, Nathaniel Ratcliffe. Uh, it just It's like unbelievable, band after band after band. I'm hoping to get down there for that festival. I doubt I'll go both days. I mean, I like the Foos. I've never seen the Foos. Obviously, Taylor Hawkins dying. Obviously, somebody else is going to be playing drums in the band. Um, but I never saw the Foo Fighters, but it's not something that I, you know, make or break. You know, I'd rather go to the Saturday show. The Saturday show has a much better lineup, in my opinion. But there you go. See here now, Asbury Park, uh, September 16th and 17th. If I am not mistaken. Now, coming up in 10 minutes, Basil Lee, he's the co-founder of Finback. He's going to join me on the program. Well, watching 2023 tickets are on sale now. If you're looking for something cool to do in the great state of Rhode Island, now is your chance to jump on that. We will chat about that and a lot more coming up in just about 10 minutes from now. We've got a lot of beer news to get to, though. Santa Rosa's Hen House Brewing out with its annual Big Chicken Beer, uh, the double IPA being delivered to San Francisco throughout uh, th- uh, th- throughout the week, it's already available at the brewery Santa Rosa and Petaluma locations. The limited uh, brew uh, will be distributed through the rest of the Bay Area. Uh, this year's Big Chicken described as a dank and medium booze with hints of candied orange and crunchy pineapple. That having to do with San Francisco Beer Week, which we will get to in just a moment. Uh, a special thank you to Tim Pewitt and the crew over at Wet Ticket Brewing, along with John and Matt from Coastal Brew Works, uh, for inviting me to take part uh, a week ago last Friday uh, to brew a Test Ticket Rogan Beer uh, collaboration brew. Uh, look for this beer to drop in the Wet Ticket tasting room very soon. I believe the beer should be out this coming Friday. Pretty sure the beer is coming out this coming Friday. Uh, and uh, I'll post it on social media if it is. Come on in and and, and uh, check it out because uh, listen, it's only going to be there for a limited time. It's a very it's a small batch. Um, I, we just had we had a lot of fun. Uh, they invited me down. You know, wet ticket is five minutes from my house. I said, yeah, I'll come by. You know, it was after work, and uh, I ended up being there from about eleven thirty in the morning until about five thirty in the evening. My wife was probably not happy about that, but uh, it was fun. It was fun to catch up with everybody and uh, uh, have a hand in uh, the stirring uh, of the mix. Uh, and adding some uh, water to the brew, and, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. So uh, looking forward to trying the beer. It looks great. I'm I'm sure it is going to taste even better. Angry Eric Brewing's ninth anniversary right around the corner, February 17th, 18th, and 19th. Uh, the epic event will mark the release of a brand-new beer, Area 973, hence the area code. Uh, they may not be in Nevada, but Sussex County has its share of interesting tales 
Um, so that's their anniversary party. Nine years for Angry Eric Brewing, 17th, 18th, and 19th uh, at their brewery up in Sussex County. Now, back on January 24th, listen to this. So um, Hormel Foods, uh, based out of Minnesota, enlisted the aid of a neighboring Minnesota brewery to craft a beer modeled after their beloved chili cheese dip recipe. Why anybody would want to do this is beyond me. So the Hormel Chili Cheese Brew came out. It's a spicy 5.5% American lager that mimics the chili cheese dip recipe, uh, became available at both Modest and Hormel's online sites where the outlandish beer sold out immediately, uh, which, honestly, it's one of those fear of missing out things, need to have it, collector's item sort of thing. Now, Modest Brewing took 100% responsibility for this, this move. I don't know why they would. And the only reason why I know about it is because I saw a picture um, Jim Kerr, legendary disc jockey, who's been doing mornings at Q1043 uh, here in New York for a very long time, probably over twenty, almost 20 years. Um, they sampled the beer earlier this week. I saw the can. It just looked disgusting. Like, it's not something I would ever want to try. And I, I remember I remarked on his page, I said, as a guy who hosts a craft beer show, I wouldn't drink that beer. Even if they presented it to me and said, oh, look, you got it there, yeah, it's great, that's great, wouldn't try it. Would I talk about it? Sure. But would I taste it? Oof, absolutely not. Sorry, not for me. Chili cheese dip belongs in chili cheese dip. It doesn't belong in a beer. And, and enough said about that. Uh, Athletic Brewing Company uh, has relaunched their Soul Sour in celebration of Black History Month. Uh, this was launched back in 2021. It was inspired by athletic teammates who wanted to celebrate the beauty, achievement, and legacy of black culture. 100% of the profits from this release this year of Soul Sour is, will be donated to organizations working to break down barriers in the brewing industry, including Lifting Lucy, the Sacred Heart University Brewer Scholarship Fund, and other impact programs. It is a refreshing and slightly sour brew. Highlights flavors of blueberry, lemon, and mango. Sweet nose, crisp body, slightly sour finish. Um, it is vibrant, bright, and tart. You can get it uh, for a limited time. You can purchase it at athleticbrewing.com. Now, San Francisco Beer Week, as I mentioned earlier, that kicked off this past Friday. Uh, it goes through February 19th. Official launch parties took place at Pond Farm in San Rafael and 21st Amendment in San Leandro. The Mini Beer Festival featured a special mix of San Francisco Beer Week releases and collaboration brews for a list of participating breweries. If you're heading into the San Francisco area through the 19th of February, log on to sfbeerweek.org. Now, our New York City Beer Week is coming up on Saturday, February 25th. We've told you about it. The New York City Brewers Guild um, is putting this on. It is a great event, the kickoff event. That takes place Saturday, February 25th. It runs through Sunday, March 5th. It's at a, a new venue, Industry City. It's between 33rd and 34th Streets. It's a short walk from the DNNR MTA stop. It's an even shorter walk to all the amazing businesses in Industry City. Um, they're collaborating with Other Half NYC. Now, it's a great list of breweries. Um, you know, the New York breweries, Finback, uh, Fifth Hammer, Five Burrows, uh, Flagship, Grimm, Interborough, Keg and Lantern, Long Island uh, City Beer Project, Other Half, uh, Torch and Crown, Randolph Beer, Talea, Strong Rope, Six Point, Single Cut, Wild East, Transmitter, Brooklyn Brewery, tons of great local breweries, right? Then you've got guest breweries like Arcane Aleworks, Barrier, Bottle Logic, um, Catskill, Eighth State Brewing, Jay Wakefield, Fidens, uh, King's Brewery, Phase Three, Timber Ales, Tripping Animals, o uh, North Park Beer Company, uh, Root and Branch, Voodoo Brewery, unbelievable. But now 
here's what other half is doing. This is outrageous. They're bringing Pastry Town to the opening bash. So other half loves the New York City breweries. They wanted to support the amazing work that the Guild does for all of us. So this year, instead of having Pastry Town separate from opening bash, they're bringing Pastry Town Beers, Fun, and Friends to kick off New York City Beer Week. That is pretty awesome. Uh, get your tickets now, Saturday, February 25th at Industry City, nycbrew.com for more information. Uh, Pastry Town will be at the kickoff uh, for New York City Beer Week, which is pretty darn cool. I might have to lift to that or Uber instead of driving because that's going to be great. Our good friends from our mutual friend brewing company, some exciting new beers that are out now. Liminal Reality, it's a collaboration with Beerstat Lagerhouse, an 8.2% cold IPA hopped with Centennial, NZ214, and Strata Hops. Uh, that's available on draft and in 16-ounce cans at OMF. Um, Minolith, a collaboration brew with Obelisk Beer Company out of Astoria, Oregon. It's a 4.5% ABV Saison uh, dry hopped with ADHA 218 hops, an early maturing variety of hops that produces flavors of berry and sweet fruit. It is available on draft and in 16-ounce cans as well at OMF. Now, coming up on Saturday, February 25th, Wave Motion Azure, the second beer out of Wave Motion's Experimental IPA series. It's a 6.5% uh, juicy, hazy IPA brewed with citra and YQH1320 hops. The beer is bursting with fruit flavor, including citrus, stone fruit, pineapple, and guava, white peach, and orange zest. Try it side-by-side with Wave Motion Terra Verda. First, that was the first release out of the IPA series and made its debut earlier in the month. Both beers available on draft and in 16-ounce cans. Park the Bus will also be out on the 25th. It's a 6.1% Saison in collaboration with Outer Range Brewing, brewed with orange zest and ginger uh, that is not overpowering. It's available on draft and in 16-ounce cans at both locations. So kudos to uh, OMF, which I'm understanding that I will be getting some beers from OMF very, very soon. And then finally, Trogues has a- announced the release of its seasonally rotating Canthology variety, 12-pack of cans. That'll replace the long-running Anthology variety of 12-packs of bottles. At the core of each Canthology pack is the Bold and Citrusy Perpetual IPA, Pennsylvania's best-selling IPA. Then they will rotate packs with different um, beers in Volume 1, you're going to have the Sunshine Pilsner in there, as well as two seasonal releases, Hop Horizon uh, and Nugget Nectar, which is really cool. Uh, the rollout of Canthology uh, coincides with the completion of a year-long construction project that started uh, last year. Last March, Trogues broke ground on a 15,000-square-foot addition to expand their packaging hall and add a state-of-the-art canning line, Canthology Volume 1, now available everywhere Trogues beer is sold. Uh, you can look for a new Canthology variety pack every three months as they rotate in these Hop Cycle IPAs. So thanks to Trogues for getting us that information. I'm just jacked about Pastry Town, folks. Pastry Town at the kickoff to New York City Beer Week. That is going to be pretty, pretty awesome. When we come back after a short break, one of the breweries that will be at New York City Beer Week, Basil Lee, co-founder of Finback, is going to join me on the program. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. (laughs) 
Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me on Twitter very easily at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Of course, Google Podcasts, uh, Odyssey, iHeart, iTunes, Alexa, we're all over the place, as well as the hoppedupnetwork.com. A couple minutes after the show ends, you can listen to the full podcast version of the show on the Hopped Up Network. Bare Naked Ladies there. They are actually going out on tour. Uh, a couple of different opening bands that will be opening for them. Uh, lots of good concerts that are finally starting to be re- released. And a big event coming up uh, in May. And my next guest, the co-owner of Finback Brewery, a great spot in Queens. They have another spot in Brooklyn that makes really good beer. But they have this whale-watching festival that's coming up in May, as I just mentioned. And it's on Rhode Island. They just started to distro in New Jersey as well. Finbackbrewery.com is the website for more information. But let me welcome to the Craft Beer Cast for the first time uh, co-owner Basil Lee. Basil, how are you? I'm doing very well, Al. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Now, we will get to the whale watching in a moment. But first, though, I wanted to ask you, how did your journey of wanting to make beer and own a brewery begin? I, it started really with a passion for discovering new beers and drinking beers. I think uh, like like very many other uh, kind of craft beer enthusiasts, it's kind of discovering your first beer that you uh, kind of fell in love with or yeah. or that was interesting and unique. And that often quickly goes into kind of homebrewing. Uh, new York City at the time had a very strong homebrewing uh, community, still does. Um, right. But really, back in the day, didn't have that many breweries or tap rooms you can visit. Um, and so there was, I think, a thriving homebrew community. And uh, around, you know, 2010 to 13, I think, from that community, a bunch of breweries kind of uh, opened up in New York City. And, and for, for us, it was kind of the same thing. It was um, wanting to make beer, uh, wanting to do it in New York City, and seeing an opportunity to kind of start a really cool project in the city. And that's kind of, you know, how we ended up deciding to open a, a craft brewery in, in Queens. Now, you self-distribute your beers, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but uh, you recently started to distro in New Jersey. Is that self-distributed as well, or do you have to work with a distributor in New Jersey? We have a distributor in New Jersey, so we self-distribute in New York State. Oh, in New York State. So in the city you have a yeah. distributor, Jersey you have a distributor, but in New York State you can bring your beers up there and distribute on uh, your own. I mean, New York, like New York City. Oh, oh okay. I, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Got it. And and who's your distributor in New Jersey that you're uh, distrowing with? We work with Hunterdon. Okay. Okay. And you're and you're all across the state because I know in my local uh, my local joint uh, in Clark at Paragon Tap and Table they have your beers on tap. But it, it's nice to see you guys uh, branching out into New Jersey, which is great. Not that you know I work out of New York City, but it's great that in my in my uh, my state where I live that I can get your beers there, which is pretty awesome. Now, we're talking with Basil Lee. He's the co-founder of Finback Brewery with locations in Queens and Brooklyn. Finbackbrewery.com. That's the website for more information. Now, for tickets to Whale Watching, we're going to get to it in a second, head over to whalewatching2023.eventbrite.com for those tickets. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, Whale Watching 2023, it's the second time you're throwing this event. You tried to do it in 2020, but, of course, this little uh, pandemic got in the way. What's it all about, and why Rhode Island? Yeah, so um, Rhode Island, in some ways, it sounds like a, a pretty weird spot to choose, but uh, it's simply, um, I'm actually from Rhode Island, and the other uh, co-founder, Kevin Stafford, from Massachusetts, um, and you know, growing up in New England, there was a great beer scene in New England. Obviously, that's where, especially kind of 
thinking about northern New England uh, and, and, and the development of IPAs there, you know, just had this kind of um, great history. And we felt like, you know, I was working um, with the New York City Brewers Association, uh, New York City Brewers Guild, and, you know, we had run festivals here and, and a lot of wonderful festivals held here by breweries and, and organizations in the city. And we thought it would be interesting to bring a lot of the kind of breweries that we see here in the city and elsewhere on festivals that we do to Rhode Island. Uh, There wasn't really a festival like that in Rhode Island. We still have kind of connections back in Rhode Island um, or in in that area in New England. Mm -hmm. And so we thought, you know, let's let's do it in, in, you know, kind of have a, a destination festival in some ways. Let's do it in a place where we can, you know, bring a lot of our brewery friends to a lot of our uh, kind of peers and people we respect and and we you know they they already come to visit visit us in new york all the time and we thought it would be a great opportunity to kind of introduce them to a new city so and introduce yeah so essentially you're looking at it or billing it as hey you want to take a little vacation in may come up to rhode island you can see some some you know some beautiful uh, sights drink some great beer have some good food and oh by the way we can sort of schedule when the whales will be coming. Obviously, I mean, if you try to do it in New York Harbor, there isn't any whales that are going to be coming. So I, I think that it would be much better to put it in Rhode Island. Now, how many breweries will be at the event? Are, are you capping it at a certain amount? Yeah, we are. You know, we, we love to have um, – it's actually a very difficult task. You know, we'd love to have way more breweries in, in, a, in a sense. You know, sure. We have so many breweries that we're super excited about, and we really want to bring, you know, especially breweries that don't – usually have their beer in Rhode Island, you know, or in the area. We we really want to bring them in, but always a, a tough uh, decision to, to try to get the list to be manageable. Um, but we'll have just about, just over 60 breweries. Oh, wow. Uh, so a few more than last year. Um, and we've, we've added a couple of international breweries, so we're excited about that. Cool. Um, yeah. 60 breweries is a lot of breweries. I mean, and, and how long is the event? Is it It's a four-hour event? It's a four-hour event, yeah. and I, I, mean, I want to say there's like a little, you know, a, an all-access hour in the beginning, and right. and the general, yeah. And I'm assuming food trucks will be on site as well, spotlighting sort of the New England cuisine, correct? That's right. We'll have a uh, high roll of lobster, doing some lobster rolls. We'll have some local uh, food trucks, and you know, fun stuff. Awesome. We're talking with Basil Lee. He's the co-founder of Finback Brewery. Locations in Queens and Brooklyn. And a third location, which we're going to talk about in just a second, finbackbrewery.com, the website for more information. For tickets to whale watching, just head over to whalewatching2023.eventbrite.com for those tickets. We're here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And I'd be remiss, Basil, the event is, uh, what, what's the day in May? Because I don't have the information in front of me, but what day in May is this taking place? It's Saturday, May 20th. May 20th. All right. Now, talk to me about this third location that you will soon be opening in Long Island City, Queens, this summer. This is going to focus on mixed culture beers? Exactly. This is going to be focused on mixed culture beers. Um, we, you know, we've got our original brewery in Glendale, and our, our, our idea was always, you know, have great tap rooms where people can kind of visit and see where it's made and kind of really interact with, with our team and, mm-hmm. and, and the brand. Um, and so <clears throat> we wanted to also think about how could we differentiate each of the tap rooms so they're not all exactly the same. Sure. Um, and so each of them would have kind of their own characteristic and then kind of lineup of beers. Um, so obviously our original in Glendale, we really focus on a lot of <clears throat> hazies, hoppy beers, stouts, sours. <clears throat> right. Excuse me. That's okay. And when we opened Brooklyn, we kind of felt like um, 
we 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 and the, and the and the and the brewing team really wanted to do some drinking beers, so we focused on a lot more kind of pilsners, lagers, miles, right. uh, things like that. And in LIC, we thought it'd be fun to do kind of um, more long fermentation, interesting fermentations, mixed culture. We'll have some wood there. We'll have some ceramic amphora, so kind of different fermentation materials and vessels uh, to, to experiment with. And really focusing on mixed culture and, and fruit. Um, we're trying to work with local farmers and, and even potentially grow some of our own fruit to, to kind of use at, uh, at the LIC location and kind of these mixed farm beers. See, that's pretty cool. I was just in Florida a couple of weeks ago, and um, I noticed that some of the the breweries that I went to down there, you know, the, their main base is in one city, and then they have, you know, satellite locations in other cities, and it's basically just an extension of the brand, so whatever you get in one city, you're getting in the other. I like the fact that you've sort of branched out, you know, we're in three different places, but we have three different experiences uh, to offer to you instead of just the same thing, which I think is is really cool, and it's a Listen, I, I always tell people, discover your type of beer, right? Is it IPA? Is it stout? Is it, is it you know, a, a Saison? Whatever it is. To be able to explore all of that, that's pretty cool. Now, if I'm also reading this right, you guys have a distillery, a coffee roaster, a dumpling restaurant that's run by your mom. When do you find time to sleep, Basil? <laughs> you know, it's, I, I think it's all... Uh... It's all so much fun, and kind of kind of appreciate all these projects that I think right. it, it's all right to stay up over it. But um, <laughs> but you're right, we have a distillery. Uh, it's called Half Tone Spirits in our Brooklyn location. Mm-hmm. Uh, small batch craft gins, essentially, but really looking at gins, but just botanically driven spirits. We do an aqua vit. We're we're experiment, experimenting on a amaro. So kind of interesting things. Um, and then we've. You know, we roast coffee uh, really just for on-site. Uh, we do a little bit of a coffee program on-site, and you can get kind of whole beans. But the idea there was that we were already working with roasteries and um, and, 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 and kind of getting beans for our, our uh, stouts. Um, okay. So we were doing a lot of coffee in stouts, and we wanted to kind of um, control bring that process a bit. And really bring it home, exactly, be able to experiment with different, you know, origin of beans and different roast profiles. Uh, and so we wanted to do that, and, and hopefully we'll be expanding that program also in LIC, really kind of doing a little bit more of a coffee program in, in the Long Island City, uh, Long Island City location. Um, so just fun stuff, yeah. Very cool. Now, uh, my last question for you, Basil, New York City Beer Week coming up uh, Saturday, February 25th is the kickoff party over in Industry City. How excited are you to be at the event? I know that um, other half is bringing in their pastry town. They're, they're doing a bunch of different things, but but really blowing it up. It's a fun of. I mean, obviously, I've been to the event a number of times. I love it. And uh, how excited are you and Finback to be there uh, to you know to serve beers to people? And uh, are there going to be? Is is I know there are guest breweries that are coming. Is there a guest brewery that's going to be partnered with you at the event? Yes, I'm super excited. I think this is a, a wonderful. I mean, this really kind of. In, in many ways, kind of kicked off a lot of the kind of craft um, brewing scene in right. the city. You know, it was, it, the, the, the City Guild is a kind of uh, collective organization of all the breweries. You know, all the kind of original founding breweries in the city kind of formed the Guild. Right. So it really is a celebration of New York City beer. Um, it's, it's a festival that, you know, in the beginning was really kind of bringing together local breweries. And maybe about three or four years ago, actually a year that I... I helped kind of organize. We began to bring in um, some of our kind of friends and guest breweries from from the re- from you know out of the city. Yep. Um, and I think it's just continued to grow as a, a wonderful celebration of beer. 
Um, like you said, there's going to be all of the uh, of your local favorites as well as um, uh, you know kind of invited breweries. Right. Um, so it's a great event, and it really is a great way to kind of get out in February and do something and kind of. Uh, you know, break the kind of winter monotony of uh, February. And I have to tell well, uh, for what we call a winter here, I mean, it's been very mild, and, and crossing my fingers that uh, it stays mild, because I remember last year was very, very cold. In fact, my wife took the keys to the car and said, I'm going in the car, you spend as much time as you want, I need heat, I can't I can't stand the cold. So, I mean, you know, kudos to her for coming out with me, but I cannot wait, because it's going to be a great event, and it's a killer lineup. I mean, just... From a local standpoint, it's a killer lineup, and then you get the out of state people, and it's and it's even better. It is really it has become a premier event thanks to you and a lot of the and and many of the members from uh, the Brewers Guild. My guest has been Basil Lee, and he's the co-founder of Finback Brewery, locations in Queens and Brooklyn, and soon to be in Long Island City, Queens this summer. Finbackbrewery.com, the website for, uh, website for more information for tickets to Whale Watching 2023. That's taking place Saturday, May 20th in Rhode Island. Just head to whalewatching2023.eventbrite.com for tickets. Basil, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Hopefully I will see you in a couple of weeks um, in Industry City. would love to uh, share a beer with you. Absolutely, Al. Thank you for having me, and I will see you in February for sure. You got it. Uh, up next, it is time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Final segment of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, can you believe it was 45 years ago this past Friday that this debut album from Van Halen uh, was released? 45 years ago. I'm the one. Uh, a class, I mean, every song on this album is just unbelievable. In fact, they, you know, obviously not every song on this album was original. You know, they did a, a cover of The Kinks. But just an unbelievable album 45 years ago today, uh, today, excuse me, Friday, uh, the 10th of uh, February, that this album was released and Van Halen took the rock world by storm. Uh, so much so, they opened for Black Sabbath, as the story goes, on their initial, uh, you know, world tour, I guess, you know, opening for Black Sabbath and basically blowing Black Sabbath off the stage, which at the time was unheard of. Um, because Black Sabbath was the preeminent, you know, heavy metal band, um, you know, in in the in the world, and uh, you know, Ozzy's drug use, the band's drug use, was obviously taking a toll on them. And uh, here's Van Halen; they'd come out every night and just kill it and crush it uh, to the point where uh, Ozzy would eventually leave about a year or so, a year and a half later. Uh, Ronnie James Dio would come into the band, sort of revitalize the band, uh, Black Sabbath. But Van Halen at that point. Uh, you know, we're headlining just, I mean, just unbelievable night after night after night, uh, entertaining crowd. So unbelievable. 45 years ago this week, Van Halen won 
was released, although it's not really called Van Halen 1. It's just Van Halen. There was Van Halen 2. Uh, Van Halen 3, not exactly a good album. Although everybody says, oh, Gary Sharon wasn't too bad. Uh, trust me. Uh, no. Sorry. Can't do it. Anyway, uh, let us dive into Suds and Duds here. Uh, Double Dry Hop Forever Ever uh, by Other Half. Had this one over at Paragon Tap and Table for a session uh, IPA. This is a banging beer. Super light, yet very good flavor. Almost has... Um, a pale ale uh, type of taste to it, um, but really, really good, especially for a session beer. I was very impressed uh, at how good it was. Another beer that I was very impressed, Hoboken Lager by Hoboken Brewing. Uh, it has been quite some time since I've had anything uh, from the guys from Hoboken. Nice, simple lager, perfect beer for an early afternoon uh, drink. I was actually picking up a check uh, for Brewery Strong uh, for the event that we did with Brewery Strong and Paragon Tap and Table, in which we raised... $200 that night. Not bad for a couple of hours of work. A dollar of every uh, pint of New Jersey beer that was sold uh, goes directly to Brewery Strong that night. That was really cool, and, and thanks to everybody for coming out for that event because it was a really awesome time. But Hoboken Brewing, I haven't had much of. Um, they had you know, two beers when they released. Uh, I, again, had not had the lager before. I think I forgot what they had initially released. It was an IPA and something else. I can't remember. It was definitely not a lager, um, but really tasty. Uh, very good. I was very impressed. Now, next week's program, I'll have a full review of Bruzology uh, from Jersey City. They had this at the Liberty Science Center. Um, and I'll give you a full recap of what happened there. Um, just a really cool event of taking over the Liberty Science Center for a night and sort of getting an education on top of uh, drinking some great beer. So we'll talk about that next week. Now, um, I was at Wet Ticket Brewing a week ago this past Friday with uh, the boys from Coastal Brew Works. As I mentioned, this Rogan beer will be coming out, I believe it's this coming Friday, uh, that the beer will be released. It's a test ticket. You definitely want to check it out. I had a little bit of a hand in uh, in making the beer. Basically, I took a paddle and stirred uh, you know, some of the grain and poured some hot water over the grain. That's about it. I did do my fair share of drinking, one which happens to be the Green-Eyed Girl by Wet Ticket, a really nice dry Irish stout, that roast coffee flavor you want, dry on the finish but subtle, um, a beer that you'd certainly want to drink over and over again because it's not strong and it's got that darkness to it. And sometimes you just want a dark beer that has all those roasty coffee flavors in it but doesn't overwhelm you uh, with bourbon and, and other things of that nature. So uh, Green-Eyed Girl, uh, certainly a great dry Irish stout uh, from the folks at Wet Ticket. Now, Matt um, Matt Potensky, who is the head brewer at... Um, Coastal Brew Works, he brought a bottle at the end of the um, the making of this beer that um, the guys put together um, for, you know, just a kind of, you know, sort of a celebratory beer that it, that it was finished. So um, he gets a lot of stuff from Tavor. Uh, one of them happened to be the Maple Barrel Age Smoke Porter from last year, from 2022, by Frem Family Brewers. Frem makes some great beer. I've had a bunch of their Pilsners and stuff. Delicious stuff uh, from out in Oregon. Uh, all the right maple and smoke notes out of this beer. Smooth, very smooth for a boozy beer. Loved it a lot. Had just a little bit of a taste of it, but it, boy, I tell you, it was delicious. I mean, really, uh, really good. And I think somewhere in the 9% range. Um, so it was a very tasty beer. And thanks, Matt, for um, for allowing me to have a little sample of that. Thank you to uh, Matt and John and Tim for inviting me um, to the uh, to the collab. I mean, it was great. Uh, we're talking all day about beer and all kinds of different things. I, I told my wife, I said, oh, yeah, I'll be home by 1 in the afternoon. I think I got there at 1130. And by the time I got home, I ended up having to bring dinner 
uh, because it was uh, about five thirty. So uh, you know, it was nice. But you know, wet ticket only being five minutes from my house. I mean, how can you not? Um, how can you not stick by? Especially it was making beer. Come on, uh, more citra than all citra by other half. This is at Paragon Tap and Table. Paragon has a great selection of other half beer. Speaking of which, as we've mentioned, other half is bringing their pastry town. Uh, to New York City Brewed in just a couple of weeks. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, really, really super juicy beer. In fact, I think I had one of the last pours because by the time uh, friends of mine came in um, to, to get a pour of it, uh, the, I think we got one more pour and then it had, uh, it, it had kicked. Uh, then I moved on to uh, Poseidon's Revenge by Twin Lights. A decent sessionelle, nicely done. Uh, I thought it was very tasty. And then I, I, I finished it off with a Poetry Snaps uh, by other half, a super easy drinking rice lager, really, really nice, just a great beer, very clear, um, had that little bit of a you know bite to it, um, but but again, easy drinking uh, and really, really good. And I think they had the um, Wet Tickets Pecan Porter uh, on tap, which is always a good beer, and I really enjoyed that a lot. It was Ernie's uh, last night, Ernie, who was the former general manager at Paragon Tap and Table, it was his... Uh, his last night, he is moving on. He is going to work over with um, David Burke at one of his restaurants in Jersey. I believe it is the Goat that he'll be working at down in um, is it Ocean Beach. I think it's Ocean Beach um, near Brielle. I think he said. And uh, looking forward to uh, going down there and checking out uh, the place and seeing Ernie um, at a new place. And listen, he had done a great job at Paragon Tap and Table for a long time. Um, they've done a lot of great things, and they're going to continue to do great things at Paragon. Uh, Chef Juan does an amazing job with the food there. Uh, in fact, I had their uh, pork tenderloin that Chef Juan put on the menu uh, for the fall or winter, I guess, and uh, phenomenal. Uh, rolled up with spinach, fontina cheese, cherry peppers, that vinegar bite from the cherry peppers within the pork really brings out the flavor. Some sweet potatoes, mushrooms, some onions um, in sort of a demi-glaze. It was Amazing. What a great meal. Chef Juan just knocks it out of the park over and over and over again. He really does a great job. Uh, so kudos to uh, Chef Juan at Paragon Tap and Table. Good luck to Ernie over at the GOAT with David Burke. He's going to do a great job. And um, my thanks to everybody involved in this program, including my guest, Basil Lee, the co-founder of Finback Brewery, locations in Queens and Brooklyn. For tickets to whale watching on Saturday, May 20th up in Rhode Island, just head to whalewatching 2023 dot eventbrite.com for those tickets and of course last but not least the great buddy watson back on the joe piscopo show at 6 a.m uh this is the algatulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer cheers everybody three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com salemnow.com <laughs> 